The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh! Big knockout for Michael Chandler! Surprise, surprise! There's a new king in the lightweight division! See you at the top! Ladies and gentlemen, how about it? Iron Michael Chandler! The heavy artillery from Shogun, the former UFC light heavyweight champion, Mauricio Shogun! We're going to have a good time today, buddy. We're going to catch up. Yes, sir. Once that little bird flies in, we're going to catch up. There's a bird coming in. You know that. What? There's a little bird coming in. From where? What? what? Oh, wait. Did I hear him? He might have fell out of a nest. I'm sorry, Jens. I don't want to confuse you. I confuse you. I call Jimmy my little bird. Oh, okay. Kind of resembles a little fucking little. (laughs) Oh, Jimmy. Good evening. Hey, guys. Jimmy. Oh, good. (laughs) I I didn't know you were. Are you commenting on my appearance, Matt? No. No. Nothing to do with a bird. Nothing about a bird. He was in mid peck. Okay. Time. I I I effectively, affectionately, affectionately call you my little bird. Yes. Is this not wrong? It's not a big. So like oh, I don't mind it. I actually I, I think it's a fine nickname. Me too. Hey, we got the great Jens Paul. We starting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to you. No, you say it. No, you did it. You're already doing it. I want to hear you do it. To UFC Unfiltered. We got the great, besides me and my little bird Jimmy, we have the great, the legend, the pioneer, little evil Jens Pulver with us today. How is everybody? How you doing? How you doing? Everybody doing well? How are you, man? Jen, <laughs> you, Jen, you are such a gamer that you're lean forward again. Your chair has your name on it. Your gamer chair. Uh, yeah. It's, wow, that's, that's a gamer chair, too. Oh, it, it was a lifesaver. The chair itself, very long armrests. So I have my arms up a lot higher. When That was one of the issues before. The, the armrests were so low, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, they're up high, nice level. Yeah, it's got to, you know, got to have those arms. You sit at this chair for, I'm here for a long time. How many hours will you spend in the chair? How many hours will you spend? I don't like to admit it, but it's got to be close to eight, eight hours. That's a work day. That's a work day. You're working. Well, yeah, because, you know, we got the stream. We usually try to go. They always say about four hours, Twitch TV, UFC, right? We're breaking down fights and I end up going six, seven hours. I pause a lot. I'm talking. I'm, I'm, you know, go figure, right, Matt? Uh, Go figure. I'm, I'm talking. And yeah, so I just, I'm in this chair a lot, but... I do take time to lift. I'm having a lot of fun lifting and everything. Lifting. So, yeah. You're lifting I'm, now, Jens. I'm shooting for 215 pounds, buddy. What are you now? I was 197 when they, the last time I had to get weighed in. Why are you trying to get beefy? Well, because there's this, there's this little judo fella that I love more than anything. I'm really big into judo. I mean, sumo, sorry, sumo. Oh. Really big into sumo. And Enho is 215 pounds, 5'6". And watching him try to battle the biggins, like, you know, I want to see if I can get to 200 pounds. So I just start lifting and, you know, the whole COVID thing. And I've just been lifting. So I just 
kept lifting. And so, and I mean, when I say COVID, I had COVID, then I had pneumonia. And then I was like, you know, I, I just started lifting. It's like, because I spent so much time in a chair, they talk about how, you know, it's not a good thing. So like, well, I'll try to counteract that and I'll lift weights and, you know, try to be athletic a little bit. What about the martial arts? Why you, now all of a sudden you're becoming a meathead, Jens Paul. But what about <laughs> the beautiful art of jujitsu? You're you're known for your left hook. What about what about all your 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 boxing? You don't like to do that to stay in shape. I'm getting back to that. I'm working my way back to it. But it, if you start feeling good, then yeah. it's kind of I could say you start these exhibition boxing matches that are happening out there. Yeah. You know, I'm just a phone call away of saying my, like, Hey, hi. So I'm like, I'm going to yeah. sit down. I'm going to put braces on my teeth and I'm just going to lift weights and just relax. I'm not going to convince myself that I'm still young enough to try and do this. Come well, on. Are you, know you, are you amazed that guys are still fighting? Like Shogun's on today. He's 40. Uh, there's a lot of guys fighting 40, 41 years old now. Uh, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Is it just that, that every, the, the, uh, the, the, the recoveries are better or, or the, uh, the, the uh, performance center. What do you think it is? That's I think we're doing people? a better job of one, just growing the way that we eat our food, the way that we treat our bodies. I think whenever that, I remember being told a long time ago, 40 was like a death sentence, right? Yeah. When we were first starting, everybody's like, man, you hit 40, it's done. It's done. And then when I, so as a kid in my twenties, I'm thinking, good Lord, 40. And it, but I don't know how they lived, but I'm just telling you, it's a different world. I've never felt so good at 47 years old. It's like, I can't believe I thought we were supposed to be something was supposed to hurt. Something was supposed to be wrong, but it's, it's a feeling. So the ones that are sticking with it, more power to them. Well, I think we have Shogun in the waiting room right now. Is he here? Is he? Uh, oh, he's ready. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. There he is. Hello. Uh, translator, I believe. Yes. <laughs> How are you? Very good. Thank you. I, for one, am so happy that Shogun is still fighting because I enjoy his fights since I'll tell you for as long as he's been fighting. How, how does he feel at 40 years old? No, to, to much well, I feel good. I feel like I still have fuel to burn and uh, I have people around me that uh, peak it at 40, you know, so that's, that's motivation. And uh, I'm very happy to be fighting and motivated to perform and, and do my best. And, and thank God as, as long as I'm, I'm healthy, I hope to be able to, do a good uh, final run in my career. And how did this fight come about with uh, OSP? How did this uh, this rematch come about? It's been, I think, eight years since the first fight. Was this a, a fight you always wanted to kind of get back? Well, yeah, that rematch actually was supposed to happen a few years ago in Japan. And I got injured uh, a week before the fight and had to, to pull out. So uh, it was bound to happen eventually. You know, it, it took a while to happen again, but then the UFC uh, decided wanted to do it again now. So we're happy to take it. Do you worry about a guy who's coming off a couple of straight losses, kind of feeling like he has to win this fight? Um, do, you, do you worry about him coming in and fighting with a little more desperation? Or does that not concern you at all? No, actually, that doesn't uh, bother me because uh, every time I go into a fight, I'm go, I go in there wanting to win. And it's the same for every fighter. It doesn't really, doesn't really change that much. I'm sure Sampru is going to try his best to win either way. And uh, so, so am I. So I'm going to do my best. And it's a fight. No problem. You know, when you live in the fight life for as long as, as Shogun has, it becomes part of your of who you are. Being 40 years old, I hope he fights for another 10 years. But let's say when it is over, what is his plans? Does he plan on opening a school, teaching? What are the plans for after? No. Uh, well, actually, when I retire, I, I retire. I, I want one to really uh, run a gym or work teaching or, or really directly with fighting because in Brazil, unfortunately, running a gym is very, you know, very hard business. It's not very profitable. And um, I, I'll, I'll occupy myself for sure with other things, but mostly on the business side. I already have some business uh, set up and, and some, some things going, you know, that I'm taking care of that are non-fighting related. So that's likely where I'm going to really focus on my time. But obviously, I'll stay uh, um, connected to the fight game somehow because it's part of who I am and, and something I love. Do you think the guys, uh, you know, your first fight was 
20 years ago, your first professional fight was 20 years ago. And I know Jen's, I think yours was 99 and Matt, yours was around that time, I guess. Are you guys amazed at how much more, like people are taking this so much younger now. They're starting at such a younger age, becoming kind of complete mixed martial artists. Uh, do you think that the guys coming up now are more advanced and technical than the guys who started uh, 20 years ago? Well, yeah, I think uh, fighters who are starting out now, they will be, or, or, or soon they will be, or they are more complete in a sense as fighters, because now they're preparing themselves from an early age to be an MMA fighter. And so they're training everything since they're kids. When I was young, I started training jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai because I loved, not because I wanted to be an MMA fighter. You know, it all happened as a consequence of that. But now it's it's like a, a, a goal, you know, it's, it's like a career. It's it, People start wanting to develop themselves, kids, for that. So I think, yeah, most likely they'll become more and more complete, you know. Are you surprised that you're competing still at such a high level at age 40? We, we talked also about how the longevity of fighters is so much more now than it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. When you were 25 and 30 years old, did you expect to be competing this long, like, you know, a high, high level competing? No, no, I never thought I never thought I would be fighting uh, at 40 when I was younger. I never, but I never really thought about, it. you know, I was just carrying on. And uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to perform and do my profession at, at this level at 40 and uh, feel good about it but i i put on my mind that i i'm gonna do two fights and then retire that's my goal so it's uh, just two last fights and then i'm, I'm gonna walk out and uh I, i'm in good terms with that now whether after you retire or not even when you're fighting still some so i always enjoyed shogun's um ground game i always enjoyed his jujitsu Everything. I enjoy his knees, his punches, but I enjoy his jujitsu. I'm a jujitsu man. Do you think he would be open to ever having a um, a submission match, a jujitsu match? No gi submission grappling is at an all time high now. Do you think he would ever have a um, a, a grappling match? Before I translate, I might add because I'm also his manager that we have had requests already. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but let's see what he says. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So we all have our answer now. He said, no, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I never thought I never thought about it or wanted it. And I don't want when I when I retire, I'm going to retire. I don't want to go anywhere else, do any kind of fighting. And that's going to be it. OK, very cool. Did Dana's comments after uh uh, I, I, th I think it was after, it might have been after the Craig loss. Did, did, did Dana's comments about you retiring affect you or do you not let something like that bother you? No, no, it doesn't really bother me. And also uh, in the last fight, I injured my arm early on in the fight, my elbow, and that really hindered my fighting capability there. And I think when Dana uh, did those comments, he wasn't even aware of my injury, you know. So later on, I had the chance to talk to him and explain my injury and uh, tell him that I wanted to do two fights. So, I mean, it is what it is, you know, it doesn't really bother me and it goes on. And how happy are you to be fighting in front of a crowd again? Uh, and, and did you, some guys, you know, because the, you train with no crowd, did it bother you to fight in front of no crowd? Did, was that hard to get used to or did you not care at all? No, so again, it doesn't really matter too much because in the end I'm a, I'm a UFC fighter, so I have to fight wherever they want me to fight and whatever the conditions are. But uh, fighting without a crowd had the pros and cons it was kind of different experience because it felt a little bit like a sparring session at the gym of some sorts, you know. But um, at the same time, I'm very happy now to be part of a great uh, show with a big card, you know, and, and the crowd back because in the end, it's what we love, you know. Uh, and I, I just have one more question. And this uh, Jens or Matt has a question. I would like to know, you said you want two more fights. Um, what is the perfect scenario for you? On, uh, on on who now with two fights? You, I guess this is including OSP, or is this two fights after this? It's including it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, what would be the the ideal situation for you if you're to win this fight? What's the perfect last fight for you to have? Well, um, actually, it doesn't really bother me. Like um, whatever uh, 
thank God I'm well uh, received and well liked everywhere in the world. So wherever the fight ends up landing, you know, and uh, whenever it happens, I just hope it, it happens in the best way. You know, hopefully win this fight and then be able to have a proper training camp, you know, time and do it the right way and uh, whatever it is. I mean, we'll, we'll see after the fight. We'll think now it's not the time to think about it. Okay, and I do have one more question. When you at, at forty and you still look healthy and good, when you see Glover doing what he's doing, I think at forty-one, does that make you think that maybe you might want more than two fights if, if they both go your way and if you feel good after both? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I think I think I set my mind already. <laughs> okay, two more two more fights. Well, uh, Matt or hey, last, what, last question. How much do you miss the soccer kicks from <laughs> How much do you miss those? Muito. A lot. I bet. I bet you do. Well, listen, man. Jen, do you have anything else? No, I mean, the biggest thing is I just, I had to sit there and I was just fanning. I was fanboy because, I mean, it's Shogun. It's like, oh, you know, so I just said, I think the biggest thing is, so it's just, um, you know, um, Charles Oliveira should face Conor McGregor at welterweight after he defeated Dustin Poirier to retain like ever. Do you think that fight could really happen if Oliveira beats Gaethje? Yeah, for sure. I think Charles deserves this. You know, he has been uh, winning consistently at such high level and such great fights for so long already. It's not something that happened the other night, you know. So I think he said, I think Charles deserves this opportunity. You know, it's, it's, I mean, everybody knows what this means, you know, so give it to him. Shit. Yeah, yeah. give him that paycheck. Give it to him. Thank you so much, uh, Shogun. Uh, you're a legend and, and such an honor to talk to you and, and have a great fight against Ovin St. Prue on Saturday night. Thank you very much, guys. UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. Take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 stake. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now maximize your results Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports choose Thorne, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorne.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off and Matt and I get the credit and that's all that matters. I like that Shogun, man. I'll tell you right now, he is he says, F that, no more jujitsu matches or anything. He's like, nah, I didn't even think about it. I don't want to. I love his jujitsu. He's like, no, he's like, when I'm out, I'm out. Now, do you think you'll be able to do that? Now, it's one of those things that when people say that, right, it's 
I'm going to use Cejudo, especially at such a young age. I'm done. But then it's like, a, you know, McGregor at one point. Now we're talking when you hit that 40. But when that that clock, like it's it'll run out at some point. And as we get up there, that age, right, it kind of hits. Do you think it do you think they walk away and walk away or got to come back and try something? I don't know, man. Like I walked away. I never yeah. ever, I didn't never had a second. Uh, um, same thing. A second thought. And I was 36 when I walked away. And I'm looking at this card now. And I remember Jen's. Uh, and Jimmy, when I was 35, about to fight Frank Trigg, and uh, I won that one, by the way. Jez, yes, you did. Uh, Do you regret that fight, Matt? No, no, no. But Jez, I don't know if you've seen that fight, though, but I, I put him unconscious. But I don't want to brag. <laughs> My man. Yeah, you got to brag a little Jez, bit. Yeah. Let me go back there. That's not the point. It's not the okay. point of the story, though. Jimmy, always, he always brings that up. But my point is, when I, that week, I was 30. I mean, I was 35 for that fight. And I remember, I didn't know it, but that week, I was getting interviewed and all week long. They're like, yeah, how does it feel to be uh, like the second oldest guy? And besides, wow. the main event was Coleman versus Couture. He's like, besides Coleman into Couture, how do you <laughs> feel being the second oldest? I go, fuck. I go, I go to be, I wasn't even thinking about it until then. Just then I'm like, wow, I guess I am 35. So when I look now and I'm looking on this card over the weekend and I'm looking at um, Tony Ferguson, 38, I'm looking at, uh, Chan- Michael Chandler, who's going to be on soon, who is 36. I'm looking at a 40-year-old uh, Mars- uh, Shogun, uh, and OSP, 39. Yeah. And then you look at the youngins, Donald Cerrone at 38. Oh, 39, excuse me. Yeah. And Joe Lazone at 37. 37. He's a, we got some vets on this card, man. It's, it's crazy. Father Time, undefeated. These guys, I wonder if they're getting the same shit that I got that week. Like, hey, like, and we're probably going to give it to him too. You know, the question was, and I was going to ask, and I wanted to ask, um, I wanted to ask him that question was, do you, you know, like people treat you differently in practice. You become that, you know, it's one thing when you're yeah. the rookie and you've got all this, yeah, all the rookies, the fireball, then you're just kind of the maintainer, but then it's the old man. How much time do you have? And they start almost reminding you, by the way, you do know you're old, you know, you're old, right? You're old, you know, you're old, you're, you, you should be finishing up and you're kind of, and it's like, does it sit in with some people? And I, I could almost say, ask anybody on here anybody once you hit like you said 35 years old people start looking at going do you know you're old and then it becomes this miracle that you're you're still fighting and how do you feel but it is weird because now we're talking to people in their 40s going do you know you're old and then you got to throw in that glover teshetta who's winning belts it's like hey where are those people that remind us all the time do you know you you're old you know you're old right you're old and you start to hear that at the end and it's kind of how does that sink into your head you know what i mean I mess with you man hey man my wife's 38 she's having her second amateur kickboxing match love it love it yeah, what yeah isn't that, isn't that nice going just opposite gonna go the i figured a grappling match I figured it'd be a grappling match, right? No, no. She's a she's a white belt in jiu-jitsu. She's practicing that too. She's going later. But uh she was late late to the game with the kickboxing. She had I think it's it's not like how old like the the car is, it's how many miles you got on it, type of thing. Like my wife didn't abuse her body like when she was younger. She didn't do any sports whatsoever. So yeah. she had kids, she would do the kickboxing to lose weight. She fell in love with it. And uh, I really admire that. And she's sparring at the school and stuff. It's really cool. You know? I there's something mentally you could almost ask every one of them on this card on the older side is just what motivates you? What's the difference now? Are you trying to repair things that you did? Try to repair some things that happened in the back? Is it, are you trying to, are you fighting for something? Do you have, are you looking down the road? Or are you just doing the now? You know what I mean? And that'd be something definitely with Cowboy and, and Joe Lazone. I remember Joe, when he, when he knocked me out for crying out loud, it's like uh, the only fight I had of Joe Lazone, he was fighting his brother at Thanksgiving in the backyard by the, by the fireplace. And I'm like, wait, who is this kid? You just knew, you know, that he, he had this bright future, but it's like, what motivates you now? Obviously when you were younger, just the whole, like everything was fresh and running, but what carries those fighters that still love like Glover Teixeira would be phenomenal to talk about. I remember we were doing the UFC stream and I I'm watching an old WEC and Glover Teixeira pops on with hair. I was like, what? Look at him. You know, I think he had to be 32, 33 years old, but it's just crazy. You're looking at this fight and you're going, you know, Hey, by the way, if I could whisper in your ear now, 32 year old Glover, you're going to be world champion, but you're going to be in your forties when you do it. 
I bet you he'd laugh in your face. Do you, Jen, and Jen, you mentioned uh, getting guys getting treated different in the gym too. Is there ever a case when a guy is such a big name in the gym or, 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 or like you said, you look at someone who's a legend, do, do guys ever not go at them as hard in the gym out of, because they respect them too much or because they're, uh, they're looking at them with a certain, you know, you idolize a guy growing up. Does that, does that ever change the way somebody trains with somebody? You know, I think there, I think there's a, a fine line. So it just depends how new they are. They'll come diving in and, you know, and they're going to be gung ho and they're going to try to make a name. Ooh, I'm going against. And it's like, Hey, we're just rolling. We're going light here. Right. That we're, we're warming up, you know, or then you have the other ones. It's been so routine. And I think that's one thing, having the constant same people that you spar with and it's such a routine and it's so hard to get out of it after a long time you know and then every now and then you can't be whooping up on the youngsters because hey they're not going to want to train here no more stop that you know so you're in that fine line but i think that's the biggest thing is every now and then it's just you'll have some that go after you hard and some that'll just kind of sit back and like, don't, don't dent the quarterback. He's got the Jersey on. Right. I don't want to, you know, and they just kind of treat you, but you always get that. Hey, old man. And when you're younger, you're laughing, but when you're older, you're thinking, man, I really am. And it's, I don't know if it's maybe one of you could answer that would be, you know, it's like, do you start counting it down in your own head, man? I've only got one left. I've only got two left. Do you just feel yourself just kind of shortening the rope? Well, we could ask Mike Chandler when he comes on, he's 36. I don't want to turn to negative film and be like, yo, you're getting old, Mikey. But yeah, right. You're like, no, I mean, because that guy's a phenomenal athlete. And the thing, the, what's interesting about Michael Chandler is he's coming off two losses, and in both those fights, he came close to winning them. First, and he was close to being the champion. He was close to beating uh, Gaethje in a, in a fight of the night, fight of the year candidate. So, uh, you know, it, it, the record, you're like, oh, man, he's on a two-fight skid. It's like, well, yes and no. He could have won both of those fights. And he showed that he, it's not that he could have won. He, he was on the, what is it, the brink? The fact that Olivieta came back and did what he did was, that was insane, y'all. And that's kind of the one thing you got to touch on when it comes to Chandler fighting um, Ferguson is just kind of how much does Ferguson have left in the tank and just how explosive. I've just watched, I was just watching on Instagram, I think, or Twitter, the, the workout of Chandler walking down that football field doing the rows, doing the lunges, doing it, just keep going down this field. And he's so explosive, right? Yeah. And that's going to be with him and Ferguson, you know, I guess. What do you think, too, of the, uh, again, I, and then, Jen, you talk about analyzing fights. We pick fights uh, most weeks. It's really fucking hard to pick fights accurately. Uh, sometimes you just say, look, this guy's due for a win. It, it's, you know, I, I'm really not great at it. Uh, how is your success at picking fights? Well, it's pretty good because I don't actually pick one side or the other. I just, if I, I as we're watching the fights, I'm like, I'm like, if they do this, I could see this happening. Right. And if this fighter does this, I can see this happening. They're like, pick one. I go, ah, I don't know if I can. I just can't, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to jinx them or, you know, unless of course it's a personal one, then, you know, I'll, I'll be all, I'll have to, you know, out of loyalty. But that's kind of the thing when you're watching it, I'm having more fun if this fighter does this, then this will happen. And if this fighter does this, then this could happen. And that always makes it interesting to see if you can pick that. Yeah. I get it. I understand. You're a <laughs> bullshit artist. <laughs> you're, you're, you're bullshit this week. You're but it's not, it's not BS. And it's not really BS no, because you try to be neutral. Jens. You got to be neutral, Mr. Sarah. We're picking. You yeah, got a perfect record. I said, I go, I don't actually You're on pitch. the fence until he goes, oh, look, he's on the floor killing him. Oh, if he does another right hand, I knew he'd get it. Nope. I'm just more about the, if he can do this, this, and this, and he makes his way, then that could be a win for him. But I try to stay as neutral as possible just because they're both fighting in the UFC. And I have the, you know, I'm on Twitch TV set. I'm on the UFC stream and we're breaking out fights. It's kind of like, this one's terrible. I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, you're right. You know? I think Oliveira is a, a very brutal matchup for anybody. Uh, Makachev maybe has a shot, but as great as Gage is, I, th I think Alec Oliveira is a very tough matchup. And I think Oliveira would be a very tough matchup for Connor too. I, I would rather see as a fan Gagey Connor. That's a fight I've wanted for years. Uh, but I think that uh, uh, Gagey Oliveira or Oliveira Connor are bad matches up for both of those guys. You know, Michael Chandler's in the waiting. Yes, let's bring in the great party. Michael Chandler. Party man. Let's go, Jens Pova. Let's go. Yeah, I love this. I love this. Yeah, I'm going to just fanboy. I'm going to just look at it. Oh, Jen, that's what we do to you. That's what we do when we see you, Jens Pover.
This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Crypto.com, the official crypto partner of UFC. You've definitely seen their logo on our UFC gear. And crypto is something I'm getting into, so this is really a helpful, helpful site. With over 10 million users around the world, Crypto.com is the fastest growing crypto app, letting you easily buy and sell more than 150 cryptocurrencies. You can even buy Bitcoin with as little as $1. Crypto.com also offers the most popular crypto card in the world. The Crypto.com Visa card offers up to 8% back on most purchases and it comes with amazing perks. 100% rebate for your Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon Prime subscriptions. If you already own some crypto, did you know that Crypto.com offers some of the most competitive reward rates of the industry? You can get up to 8.5% on your Bitcoin or Ethereum, 12% on your USDC, and more. Find out how much you can earn by visiting Crypto.com. Get $25 when you apply for a Crypto.com Metal Visa card on the Crypto.com app using code code UFC25. Again, it's $25 when you apply for the card using code UFC25. It's first come, first serve, so act fast. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, Michael Chandler? What's up, boys? How are you? Looking good, bro. Looking good. Oh, man. I'm trying, you know. Just fight week shenanigans. Shit, man. Oh, you, yeah? don't, you don't age because we talking about age. And I don't know how it is for you, but when I was 35, mind you, again, I was, I was fight week. I was fighting Frank Trigg and uh, people kept asking me, oh man, you know, you're 35 now and we got Coleman on the card. He's older than any of you, but uh, how are you feeling? I'm like, what the fuck? I felt fine at the time. And it was just then I started thinking, oh man, people are bringing up my age. Now I'm like, I'm doing to you now like an asshole, but yeah. You look aged. Like, you know, I mean, you look like you're not aging at all. Do people bring it up to you? Or am I the first guy saying that? They, they do. And it's actually funny, too. I, obviously, uh, I, feel very, I feel very happy with my road that I took to get to the UFC. Obviously, I was introduced to the masses as a 34-year-old. You know, I was 34 years old when I signed with the UFC. So now a lot of people have had no idea I was this seasoned of a veteran. That I, you know, I just celebrated my 36th birthday. Um, but man, I feel, I feel great. I do honestly. And obviously, as you know, as, as Jens would know, as, as an athlete, you try to not think about your age as much as possible because that's what everybody always says. The only undefeated fighter is father time, right? (laughs) Father time is undefeated. So eventually he will catch up to you. And, and I've always said, I want to go out before I'm, you know, before I'm supposed to. Um, when people think I got a lot left in the tank, but I've, I've just taken really good care of my body. I've trained and taken care of, and of myself like a professional athlete for the last 20 years. And, uh, it's worked out really well thus far. And, and you do know too, I hope that you've really quickly become a fan favorite because even though you had a couple of losses, they were still, they were like when Gaethje lost, uh, you know, they, no, his stock didn't go down. People wanted to see him fight just as much the next time he fought. So you, you know that in your last couple of fights, people have not lost zero interest in watching you fight. Like they want to watch you now probably even more than they did before. Yeah. And that's actually been uh, kind of true throughout my career. You know, any losses that I've ever had, there's always been this, uh, there's always been this feeling that whether it was a phenomenal fight or a weird set of circumstances or an injury, everybody was chomping at the bit to see me get back into, into the cage and fight. And I do think it started to make me realize as human beings, we don't follow people because they're undefeated or they're perfect or they are invincible. Right. We follow people because they have setbacks, because people can relate to that. We follow people because they do have failures because they can they can see that failure in themselves and they've seen how they pull themselves out of the valleys. And uh, it's just a testament to uh, the sport of mixed martial arts. And that's why people love it, man. Nobody, nobody in this sport goes undefeated unless you're not truly, truly challenging yourself. And uh, that's why people love it. And I love my story. I love the losses that I have. 
Obviously, I love all the wins a little bit more, but I am thankful for the losses because they have made me who I am today. Okay, so what did I mean? You're fighting Ferguson, right? Here coming up, and it's like so now the way you put yourself. Why would you fight someone you call a certified a certified lunatic? Does that push you, motivate you when you're out there training? It, it does, and it's a great question. But you know, obviously, you know, we are all we are all victims of time and circumstance. You know, these fights get matched um, depending on what circumstances are going on. Obviously. Tony and I both needed a fight. A lot of people were booked. Other fighters were moving up weight classes, trying to fight other guys. Uh, Tony was the first name on the, my list of guys that I wanted to fight when I came into the UFC about, you know, almost two years ago. And uh, he turned the fight down in October. I ended up fighting, you know, Dan Hooker in January, whatever. And uh, here we are now. But I mean, Tony is a certified one of one fighter. He is hard to, he's hard to prepare for. There's nobody in my gym that can, emulate Tony Ferguson. Even Tony Ferguson can't emulate Tony Ferguson because his last fight's going to be different than the fight before that. And definitely going to be fight different than this one, the way that he approaches it, the techniques and the unorthodox nature in which he fights. So I'm expecting the unexpected and I want to go in there and negotiate and manage the fight um, as I see fit and let my training take over. And you've had a, a period in your career before where you had dropped three and then you came back and won. What, what do you do mentally to keep yourself from, from going into a bad place or, or, or how do you motivate yourself to, to kind of keep your confidence where it needs to be? It's a good question because yeah, I did lose a, a large amount of confidence back in the day. I went 688 days without winning a fight. And obviously coming from a wrestling background, we had a very short term memory because you lose a match on Tuesday, you can get back in the win column on Thursday or Friday or Saturday at a tournament and you can write that wrong. You can write the ship and the sport of mixed martial arts, it's three to six to eight months between fights. So there's a lot of time in between where self-doubt can creep in. And I made a couple of mistakes. Obviously, I wanted to hide from the loss. I wanted to shield myself, didn't want to do any interviews. I wanted to, I was embarrassed of it. So I thought everybody else was embarrassed of me and thought I sucked. I forgot how good I was. I forgot how skilled I was. Um, and then I kind of found myself getting comfortable with the self-pity and feeling sorry for myself at this point. And I think the UFC also helps helps you because you see the support, you know, of course you see the haters, but you see the support, you see the people behind you, you see the people talking about your losses. And when you talk about the guys that I've lost to Charles Oliveira, who is the, the pound for pound best guy in the division now. And then Justin Gaethje, who has been a perennial top 10 guy since he top five guys, since he walked into the, into the UFC. Um, when you're fighting the best guys in the world, there's a chance you could win or lose on any given night. But it's, 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 it's even more than that. Cause when you look at the record, your record, your UFC record, you, you look at an L. Now, there's an L like you gave to Dan Hooker, and then there's the L's that you had. In both those fights with Charles Oliveira um, and with Justin Gaethje, there was moments where you were, and I don't want to put a do the laces out thing and make you feel like that, but you were a, 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 a punch away from being the victor. So it, it's so much different because it's like, all right, I'm coming off two losses, but man, that was a hair away from just two victories. I mean, you I, I know it is what it is. It's already done, but it's not like they weren't competitive fights. It's not like you didn't have your moments. You know what I mean? So you know what level you are. I don't know if that's a frustrating thing. Is it more frustrating knowing that you had both those fights or is it more reassuring for your confidence knowing that you had those fights, if you know what I mean? No, no, of course. But I, I always say this too, man. The sport of mixed martial arts has blessed all of us on, on this call, all of us on this, on this show. Uh, and I think about myself selfishly. I, I love the sport of mixed martial arts. I love the highs. I love the lows. I've had numerous fights where I went out there thinking I was going to be a 25 minute war or 15 minute war. I'd go out there, finish guy in the first 30 seconds and think, well, shoot, I, you know, tonight was, it was just in the cards and I got lucky. This is just the sport of mixed martial arts. That's why we love it. So you can't enjoy the platform that we have and the lights and the, the admiration that we get from the fans and all the beautiful things that come with mixed martial arts, being a professional athlete without also accepting the fact that you're going to lose the fact that you're going to fall short in a world title fight. When I thought I was destined to win the title against Charles Oliveira last May, I was hundred percent certain I was, had never been more confident in my entire life. That was what was about to be scripted. And that was about what was about to come to pass, but it, it, it went down how it went down. And, and if nothing else, I learned a lot about myself. And if, if nothing else, here's where I'm at, boys. I think 
Had I not had those great fights and great performances against Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje, we wouldn't be having the highly anticipated rematches that were of either of those guys against myself of the two guys in the main event. There's not an MMA fan alive that doesn't want to see me fight Charles Oliveira again if he's the victor on Saturday night. And every single person on the planet who ever is even interested in mixed martial arts wants to watch me fight Justin Gaethje again in a five-round title fight by the end of the year. So I put myself in that position, not by my own accord. I didn't want to lose those fights, but I, ha- but I went out there and I put my best foot forward. So I put myself in a situation and I think I might fight the winner of this fight next. Ooh, okay. You you started answering because that was what because I was gonna say because re, every most people regarded that fight with Gaethje that was like fight of the year, right? It was an amazing yep. fight, so, and that's what I was about to. How does it feel to be fighting on a card? Your last opponent is now headlining. You know you're just, and how does that motivate you to go out there against this fight with Ferguson? Like I'm just like you just said. Does it make you want to go out there and make that statement? Because you make statements, you always have. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna make that statement and on that card and get ready, boys. Right? Yeah, I do, man. I'm. I'm in the making a statement business, you know, I, I, I you know, and, I, and I've done it my entire career. It's just been on a huge, uh, a much bigger platform under a, a, a very big microscope now that I'm in the, in the UFC and it's such a bigger platform. And I want, I came in and I wanted to do exactly what, what I said I was going to do. I wanted to try to steal the show every single time I stepped inside the octagon, whether I was the main event or the first fight on the card, I didn't care. I was going to go out there in typical Michael Chandler fashion and put on a great show. So I was close. Um, to winning both of those fights. And it's, it's great. I get to watch those guys. I'm going to, I'm going to go get, get my hand raised against Tony Ferguson, go do a little bit of media backstage, come back out, sit cage side with my wife and my son and watch those guys compete and keep my eye on them and make, make it known that I'm still one of the best guys in this division. I still have both of those guys' number. They know they felt the power. They felt the pressure. They felt the presence of who I am when we fought uh, just a couple months ago. So. it's a it's an interesting set of circumstances. I don't think I necessarily deserve the title shot next uh, when it comes to rankings and all that kind of stuff. That's not, but that's not up to me to decide. So we will see what happens. Yeah, I, I mentioned right before you came on to Islam Makacha uh, Machakev. I can never say is Islam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's. I don't know if he's heard or if he has a fight. But uh, he seems like he's been holding out for for a title fight. I've been hearing his name bounced around as possible to get this winner. Although for him fighting, you fighting Islam would not be a fight that would suck. I think every fan would love to see that as well. I don't think he would take that fight if he had a choice. He he knows in this sport you can wait wait out and and see if you get the title shot. Let the let the division materialize. I'm not in that business. I'm in the business of fighting when I can. As soon as I'm healthy after my previous fight, I'm ready to book a fight and continue to climb the ladder. Um, so yeah, we we will see. I can I can tell you this: he's got a win streak. He's very he is he's very talented. He's got some. He's getting better and better names on his resume. Maybe he's the guy who deserves it next. But he doesn't have the history that I have with the two guys right. that are fighting fighting for the title. So this is the the fight business. It's the fight game. Sometimes sometimes things don't make a ton of sense to a, the masses, but they make a lot of sense to the UFC. They make a lot of sense to um, to the fighters that make the matchup. So. Um, we will see, you know, that kid's got a bright future. Um, and, uh, I'm worried about myself. What about getting a, a win on, on Saturday night and, uh, then watching those two's duke it out on the main event. Makachev. Yeah. I was saying his name. Uh, but I also think you've had, you fought, uh, you've had a higher level of competition than he has had as well. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the, that was the criticism, you know, and, and, and he would blame it on people not wanting to fight him, but you know, it was just, uh, it was part of the, the fight game. This is what we all have to do. We have to cut our teeth and we have to go through, go through the fights that we need to go through, get the performances and the win that we, the wins that we need to. And honestly, I'm just in the business of being a fighter and I let my management and the UFC handle all that stuff of who I'm going to fight, when I'm going to fight them and where I'm going to fight them. Um, and we continue the, the road to the gold on Saturday night. It's so great that you're fighting Tony Ferguson, which alone is going to be a, oh man. I it's gonna be so, it's so exciting, and on the same card as as the uh, the championship. But um, what the fuck was I about to say? To you? Something really profound. <laughs> yeah, something really something really profound, and then <laughs> and then my ADD kicked in. 
I was just going to say, when it comes to the, like the UFC embedded, what, like you, you're all over it. You're all over the embedded this week. I love it. You know what I mean? But, and then you called Henry hoops, um, impression of a, of a bird, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the best dad jokes of all time. How does he keep things light right during this training? Because this is, this has been serious business for you, man. This is, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is. It is serious business, man. And, and Henry, Henry's great, man. He is, he's not just the ba- the best technical striking kickboxing coach on the planet. He's, He's a leader. Um, his demeanor, he doesn't, he, he keeps the fighters calm, but also uh, gets them amped up when they need to get amped up. And yeah, what you see on Embedded, I like to give everybody all access to me. I'm, I'm the guy who will reach out to the Embedded and say, hey, I'm working out at this time. Hey, I'm doing medical checks at this time because I know what it's like to not get cameras on me. I know what it's like to not be in the UFC. I know what it's like to be a world-class fighter who is who is underutilized, underappreciated, and underseen by the masses. Um, so maybe people call me a camera hog or an attention, uh, a guy who loves attention, but I just, I love to give the fans access. Without the fans, um, who are we? Without the fans, we'd be some guys fighting in a basement somewhere. So um, that's why I love to do it. And uh, Henry is the best coach on the planet. I love Henry. I'm sorry, Jimmy, no, but no, I, remember, I remembered my question, and you know my fucking ADD. I'll forget it. I'll forget it I've never you, seen you at a loss for words. That was really <laughs> odd to watch. That. That was weird, wasn't it? No, but I was asking. I was saying, I, I, I was reading here. You said yourself a few weeks ago, you consider yourself the perfect guy to welcome back McGregor. So I know you would like, I mean, everybody would love to see you fight a, a rematch with either guy, with the, whoever wins between Oliveira and Gage. But who the hell wouldn't want to see you fight McGregor? Why do you consider yourself the perfect guy to welcome him back, Michael? I, I no, I, I agree. I, I do think he is the. I do think he is the perfect guy for me to fight next after this win. And I do think I have quickly become the most exciting guy in the division. Why do we love Conor McGregor? Obviously, his physical attributes. Obviously, his his gifts that he has. Obviously, people look at, look up to him and admire his ability to monetize himself, his brand, and everything he touched turning to gold in a monetary sense and a business sense. But Conor McGregor is the most exciting guy in combat sports, not just inside of the octagon, but the lead up, the hype, the build up, the attention. I believe that I have quickly become a guy who has captured people's hearts and minds and attention and want and I'm a guy who can now put butts in seats. Nobody wants to miss my fights anymore. They know what they're going to get every single time. So if Connor wants a big fight, who I guess, you know, I, I sounds weird me proclaiming myself as a big name, but I have now become one of the guys in the UFC who's more exciting than me. Who is who is on a who is on a bigger strength of schedule and busyness of schedule over the last 16 months. In 16 months, I will have come into the UFC. Knocked out Dan Hooker, fought for the world title against Charles Oliveira, fight of the year against Justin Gaethje, and then now fighting Tony Ferguson. I'm the, I am that guy. I showed up. I put my money where my mouth w- was. I didn't just talk the talk. I've been walking the walk. I'm the perfect guy for Conor to fight next, and it will be a huge fight whenever he wants it. Summer, fall, winter, holler at your boy. <laughs> Aren't you glad I remembered that question? I'm so glad you remember that question. <laughs> what do you think too? Having had uh, your your share, like you talked about the turbulence of losing three, Tony is in that position now, um, and, and for the first time in his career, he had had I think two losses before that. Uh, and what do you think he is dealing with mentally? I mean, obviously he's confident whenever he fights, but having as a person who has been there before, what do you think uh, he is grappling with mentally being in this position? Yeah, you know, I mean, anytime you take anytime you take a loss, it's it's just human nature to say, okay, we got to go to the drawing boards, we got to make some changes. You know, sometimes that's not the way it is. Sometimes you don't need to change a thing. Sometimes you just need to get back on the horse, keep training, and show up the next time and hope you get a W. I think Tony Ferguson's a consummate professional. He sh- always shows up to fight, and there's nothing more scary than a guy who gets backed into a corner. You, you back a guy up into a corner, he's going to come out swinging with more ferocity, more tenacity, and more violence for a victory than we have ever seen. So that's the Tony Ferguson that I'm expecting to see on Saturday night. Unorthodox, in your face, high pace, hard to finish, crazy cardio, nonstop action. And it just so happens he's going to run into a buzzsaw who's got all those same attributes. 
And I'm excited to go out there and put on a show for the fans here in Phoenix, Arizona. Just really quick on, on that. So the thoughts on Gilbert Burns saying, I just had five of the year contender and he might just take it away from me. I can <laughs> see how you're, you're motivated to do that. Now, I, I Well, first of all, I love <laughs> Gilbert, man. Not only is he, he's literally probably one of my favorite professionals in the sport. And I say professional because I love his fight style. I get to train with him, but I watch the way he lives his life. He is the most professional guy I have ever been around, and I absolutely love him. Um, my goal is never to get fight of the night. Let's be honest, boys. You get fight <laughs> of the night, you're taking you're taking more damage, and it's a lot harder to earn that paycheck <laughs> than, than going out there and finishing a guy. I want to make quick work of Tony Ferguson. I want to make quick work of every opponent that I have. Um, it doesn't always work out that way, obviously, but I want to go out there, get a finish if I can, collect my paycheck, get my hand raised, kiss my wife and son, and then go take a vacation. Awesome. Well, Michael, uh, you know, good luck on uh, on Saturday. This is an incredible fight. And uh, you've been uh, an explosion since you walked into the UFC. And I hope it's everything that you wanted it to be. I hope that the UFC and the experience has lived up to what you expected before you got here. Every Everything and more, man. It is absolutely awesome. I am a 100% advocate for what the UFC has done for the industry, the entire industry. They built an entire, an entire sport. Yeah, there's other organizations, but I'm telling you right now, the UFC does things just differently. And that's why this is the biggest platform. And that's why we got the three best looking dudes on UFC and filtered, uh, unfiltered as Talk possible. Got me blushing. He got me blushing. <laughs> Good talking oh, to you, man. I got you, boys. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I'll see y'all after the win. Okay, man. Good luck on Saturday. How do you not love that kid? Oh my! Who, yeah, who cannot <laughs> like Michael Chandler? You can't oh, not like him. He's a very- Everything he says has been funny. And then again, like you said, though his fight style. Ah oh, man, he's explosive. And I don't know about YouTube. That's I'm kind of more. I'm curious to see what Tony Ferguson does, but I want to see that explosive, those explosive, you know, styles that in and out, landing those big shots, utilizing that wrestling of Chandler. It'll be, it'll be fun. Is it wrong of me to wish that? Uh- that what happened to that guy who jumped David Chappelle would happen to Will Smith. Like all the actors would dislocate his arm and beat him up. Yeah. Did you guys see yeah. what happened to the guy that jumped yeah. on? What should have happened to him, yeah. Dave Chappelle, somebody jumped on stage at one of his comedy uh, concerts, jumped on him. Hollywood Bowl, yeah. And his security got the guy. And they say, you know, there's a picture of the guy on the gurney going into the fucking ambulance. His arm, it looks like somebody put a Kimura on him because his arm is out. It's literally out. Yeah. And it, oh, he got worked over. That's what should happen to Will Smith. Yeah, he got stomped. Well, the scary thing is, see, that's what that, you know, your your viral moment when you were sitting on Patna in the uh, in the restaurant. Right. And just kind of. But that was patience. The sad part is a lot of security and stuff there. Everybody's diving in and just get a pad leg of this dude. And they're all jumping. And you've got someone got a hold of an arm. Someone's got a hold of a neck. And you don't know if you're getting choke squeezed or getting eye poked. Everybody's diving in and say, yeah, I got a piece of him. You know, look, I got a piece of his T-shirt. But you did it with simplicity and kept it under control. That's the scary thing. When a mob of security goes diving in, that guy was in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that guy did something that could have been life threatening. Who knows? The guy I had was a little sloppy drunk, a drunken white belt. I could take. But care. it's just the way that you handled it, as opposed yeah. to what if that was fifteen people that thought they were getting into a fight? Everybody starts grabbing at the pant leg, and they're just, and everybody wants to get a hold of them and stuff like that, right? And that's with that guy rushing the stage like that, having that many people come in with the general yeah. flying, and not having that sense of you know I've got this move, this move, and having that you know what I mean, the fight style. Maybe they'll think twice before rushing. Uh, uh, the state. You hope so. Although everyone doesn't have these security Chappelle has. Exactly. Exactly. What if little Jimmy's up there and, and somebody runs up to Jimmy and says, ah, you're a joke. I hate Chip Chipperson. And they attack him. Nobody would blame him. The audience would actually stand up like those dumb actors did for Will Smith. And they'd applaud. They would applaud. Now, let me ask you, uh, what do you, what do you think of, uh, of Oliveira Gaethje? Uh, we should just do a couple of picks, Matt. Uh, I'm curious. We should. You should. Jens, but what are you playing lately, though? Anything new on Twitch? I'm just, all I'm doing is watching fights. I Like I said, we'll just be breaking down fights. I'm still stuck on Fortnite. We had to go with no build, and I'm hooked. Fortnite no build is, it's all right. Because, you know, those those kids can build so dang fast. It's just, I, you fire one shot, and whoosh, they've got an apartment complex up, and you're like, Whoa! you can't find them. But no build. I build in population one when I have to. <laughs> when somebody gets to jump on me, that's the game I play. In VR, 
popular. Is it? Yeah. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you got the memo. I just became a gold PJ. Thank you. That's it. I, I'm clapping just because you sound excited. You sound happy. That off. Jimmy laughed. Jimmy has no respect for my video game. He bumped it in. I don't and know out. what it means. I don't the know what VR it means. The side of it, though, would be fun, man. I want. At level 60, you get a gold P, a gold check. Oh, all right. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy about it. So, listen, that's all I play. But you, you, you say you're not playing the games, you're doing what? More of the live talks. One day I'm going to do the Twitch. Trust me. I got you. Got to do it. It's fun, man. Like you know what I tell you. What on Monday? You know, like one of these Mondays, we we have we break down the fights. You know what I mean? Of everything that happened on Saturday, we get the clips and do all that. And then we have an interview, so you know, switch it around, jump in and hang out and watch fights, man. Invite me, dude. Let me interview you. Interview you. Yeah, I feel weird asking people. Though. I'm like, ah, they're gonna just tell me no. Oh, yeah. it is, man. It is. I would love to hang out, man. All right. All right. All, all I right. do is go to my school and then I play video games, and hang out with my kids. But listen, what other fights you guys want to preview here? What do you think of that? The one that we haven't even talked about, really, now I'm a Eunice and Esparza. This, this is an ironic rematch, but, yep. right? But the champ is the one who got beat the first time and will have to deal with the wrestling. Right, the wrestling savagery of Carla Esparza, who is what five? She's on a five. She's got a five fight win streak. But then we've got this Nami Yunus, who is three fight win streak and looking phenomenal doing it. What is going to be different this time? Is it the championship of Nami Yunus, or you know, what I mean, that is Esparza? I've got to win over you, even though you have the belt. You know what I mean? It was her only submission loss, too. I think. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, what was it, 2014, I want to say, eight years ago? So, I mean, maybe they're both uh, probably remarkably different fighters. I'm going to guess Rose is a lot more confident than she was back then. But, yeah, you never know. Does it does the rematch of that fuck with somebody who has lost that way to a – does it go into her head at all? I don't know. And even though you're the champ, right? So that's what I'm really – I'm really excited to see game plans on that one. It's like I've got the win, but I'm probably the underdog and – Right. I'm the underdog, but I beat the champ before. Now it's like, well, the belt's on the line. Let's find out if you can do it again. Right. I'm looking at the card and I didn't. I, for my first thought was it was a three rounder, but obviously it's a five. round. Yeah. So that's a big difference in a three round fight. It would be harder for Rose in a sense where would call a take that with her takedowns. She might have to play catch up in a three round fight. That might be rough. But in a five round fight, it gives her way more chances to. to, to to let her uh to let her game go and to get her out of there. So that that's interesting. The first time they fought, was it a five rounder or a three round? Three round. I don't think they had main event wasn't the five it, ironically it would have been a five rounder now, right? Because it was the main event of the ultimate fighter or something. They were the main no, 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 well no. They, they fought once and it was a three round. Yeah. So that's gonna make that's better for Rose that it's a five rounder, obviously. You know? Are we doing any picks? Talk to me. Well, let's do Oliveira Gaethje. Uh, I, I have to bet with my head and not my heart. I think I want Gaethje to win because I want Gaethje to experience having the belt. I, I think that he's been so exciting. He's one of everyone's favorite fighter to watch. So I want to see him have the belt. I want to see him experience that. Oliveira has had it. He's gotten to experience that. But I think Oliveira is just on the ground. He's just too dangerous. Uh, I'm going to take Oliveira. Third round stoppage submission. Gaethje, first round knockout. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. Jiu-jitsu guy, man. I love jujitsu. I hope I'm wrong. Gets a submission. I'm not going to be upset. You know what I'm saying? But but I do believe that Gaethje's, his his wrestling, his counter, his ability to keep it up is better than what people think. And I think it's better than, even though Dustin Poirier beat him, He's got that anti-rust, the anti-grappling where he can keep it up. And I think he's got the big shots. And I think he's going to end up, you know, landing one or two. Because Charles has been getting touched. He has been getting hurt. Yeah. But one of Gaethje's biggest weapons is those leg kicks. Do you think that, uh, again, against a guy like Oliveira, who's really good at taking people down, that he loses a little bit of that? Loses a little bit of a leg kick? No, I think he'll still kick his legs. But I mean, I'm saying, will, will, will Oliveira use that and take him down? I don't think it's as easy to take him down as Habib made it look like. You know what I mean? I think Gage, I think Chandler even got him down once and he scrambled back up. So that's Chandler. So, yeah. I mean, he, you've seen Charles Oliveira use some really good grappling versus, I'm not saying guys who aren't great grapplers, but 
Tony Ferguson, um, Dustin Poirier. But for him to use it versus, you know, you got to understand. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I just think it's going to be Justin's night. First okay. round. I hope you're right. Cause I love Justin. So I do hope you're right. First round knockout. But uh, hey, what do you think, Jens? Come on. I like that if it's if it's uh, if it's Gaethje, I'd like that early explosion that that knocks out that knocks out Oliveira. But I don't know about in time. See, I can't because the same thing. You got to think about what happened. I'm mixing it again. Here it goes. But I mean, you got to think about it like again with Chandler. He went from being dropped, dang near finished. He comes out the next round and just p- p- puts a dart on Chandler and, and destroys him. So it's like he he had that that one opportunity. I just don't know if. Gatesy will, I don't know, but Gatesy just puts, he hurts people. And I don't know. And again, to talk about that low calf kick, is that too low of a kick? Do you want to reach down that low? If you are Oliveira, maybe is it safe because the kick is lower mid-level? He catches it, goes for the takedown. It's um, I'm excited. I'm excited for both because again, like you said, Gatesy, I'd love to see him win the belt, but Oliveira, I don't know anybody short of Chuck Liddell had to go through a road of that many fights to finally get, that title shot of, you know, 25 fights later. And I just don't know if he wants to let it go anytime soon. See, it's tough. I don't think, yeah. but at some point I'll, uh, you know, by, t- by Friday, I'll, I'm like, all right, I'll this one. <laughs> Maybe. Your pick made me dizzy. Cause you didn't even make a pick. I know. Did you see how I whipped around it? If and if. All right. <laughs> Rose and Carla. What do you think, Matt? Rose and Carla. <laughs> <laughs> but I will not come back to you and say, hey, I told you Gates you would win. That's I'm so not going to say, yeah. <laughs> like, you can win by early stoppage or Oliveira could get a submission. So I think you got all the bases covered. <laughs> I covered it up. That's it. What do you think, Rose, uh, Carla? What do you think? I'm going to say Rose fourth round stoppage in a brutal fight. I'm going to take Rose's decision. I, I think it goes the distance. I mean, I could also take Rose, you know, head kick like uh, like against uh, Wiley. I think she not he would have kicked, but I'm going to get Rose's decision. Okay, being they're both sucker punch fighters, um, and I'm on that same team management team. I'm going to wish them all the best. I wish I, I can't wait to watch the fight. I'll be doing the watch long, and I'll enjoy every moment of it. Hey, Jen's switching <laughs> over. What's your next pick? Number yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, my man. Chandler <laughs> Oliveira. What do you think? I'm sorry, Chandler and Ferguson. Chandler Ferguson. All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chandler by uh oh man. I'm gonna you know what? I'm giving him a first round stoppage. Really? I'm giving Chandler a first I'm round stoppage. I'm with you. I'm I'm going with you on that one. I've there. I picked one and it, it'll be and nothing against Ferguson. I haven't no. picked on the other two, but I just think I'm not sure where he's at after that fight with Gaethje. That took a lot out of him and he's just really, really tough. And you look at that 38 years old and we just don't duck as many of the punches and it kind of catches up to that fighter that when you go out on your shield, age is definitely get, starts to be your, your, your worst enemy uh, in fights like that. But Chandler's just so explosive. And I think if he does do it, it's got to be early because, you know what I mean, as we get sweatier and tired and things start to happen and Ferguson stays in your face, it tends to, it could break anybody. But Chandler in the first, I, I just love the kid. Well, I'm going to go with Chandler by decision because Tony okay. Ferguson could take a licking, keep on kicking. I don't know. But uh, I like it. <laughs> All right, what else we got, guys? We doing any more? Shogun, let's do Shogun against uh, Open St. Prue. Wow. Again, that first one was uh, Shogun. Uh, he got tagged and he was a little off balance, um, and he got knocked out. But he did something interesting in that first round. That was, was only one round of the fight. But he he drilled OSP's leg with a, a beautiful leg kick that kind of kicked his leg all the way back. So I don't know if he was kind of half moving it out of the way, and then it just the kick moved it, or if he got hit that hard. But I think if he can do more of that and put OSP on the ground. He has a decent shot. Um, I love uh, OSP. He's one of my favorites. So, so I know he's coming off two losses. OSP, second round stoppage. I'll match you with that, and I'll go Shogun by decision. Only because I think OSP has been looking a little, I don't know, a little nonchalant in there. I win one, I lose one. I, he seems a little, I, I'm not going to say unmotivated, but I don't know. I don't know what I saw last. I'm going to bypass the 39-year-old and go with the 40-year-old and say hua, because it's 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 hua. I got to do it, period. It's decision, 
but it's Hulu. Yeah. Well, let's let's say it's, uh, let's ask um Mr. Al Pacino. What do you think? Who do you choose? Who do you think will no, win? No, don't do it. She has a great ass, Mr. Al Pacino. Who do you think would win? Jens, thank you so much for, for joining this. us. This was a great. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. It means a lot. And thank let me you. promote properly. Hold on. Let me promote for Jens properly. Um, live on UFC's Twitch channel, a Friday night previewing the event. You're going to watch some of the best fights uh, of these athletes on the main card. And you'll be live on Twitch during 274 on Saturday doing a watch-along fight companion with Angela Hill, who we love, and uh, and, and TSM, uh, 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 Viss, who's a Twitch streamer, influencer, uh, V-I-S-S. And Jen, you're a really uh, entertaining guy, so I'm sure you're fun to watch on Twitch and uh you know, we, uh, let's talk again after these fights. I love it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Both of you. Thank you for having me. Love to have you again soon. Anytime. Speaking of Twitch, yo, Twitchy, what do you want to follow Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, I love you. What do you want to uh, plug? Well, buddy? you're not wrong. Uh, tonight, I'm uh, running my hour at the Fat Black Pussycat here in New York, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to be in Bridgeport, Connecticut at the Stress Factory. And uh, that's it. I'm on Cameo. Whatever. People want to see me. Jimmy, you're, you're so blown away by my Al Pacino hoo thing, aren't you? It was, it was good. It was good. Thank you so much. Does everybody, before we go, let's do well, let's do that. Let's say who are in Al Pacino voice. Ready? Okay. Three. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jens. Wait, we're doing all, oh, we're not doing all at the same together. time? Hey, three, no, two, Jimmy's one, gonna, go. I'm a bad boy. Let me, Jim, let me have Al Pacino picking Shogun Hua. Hua! Say it again. Hua! Jimmy! Shogun. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't want to do it. Man. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Let's plug the fights. Yes. Oh, this, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, Saturday night, UFC 274 is at the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, early prelims are 6 o'clock. The prelims are 8 p.m., of course. The main event, 10 o'clock. And it uh, looks like Randy Brown Chaos Williams is the main event of the prelims now, which is gr- uh, fucking uh, great. Uh, Matt Schnell, of course, Brandon Roy Val, we had Brandon on. A great, great night of fights. And uh, Matt, I'll talk to you after the fights. Definitely. Jens, thanks, man. Thanks, thank buddy. you very much, brothers. I appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. Take care, Have Jens. Thank one. you. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.